Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. Week one of the NFL has passed us, and it is September 13th, and the guys have now had a couple days to take in Sunday's action, with obvious reactions from Monday Night Football. The guys do a week one drive-through of the games, so sit back and enjoy the show. Man, I can't believe the NBA is five weeks away. Jalen so we are back week one in the books it was magnificent great to have football back a crazy exciting week how are you doing this evening sir oh man on the road again but right now dude it's uh it's just just talk like we were just reviewing man just all the things that went down in week one. Oh my goodness it's just marvelous i'm feeling amazing yeah I'm sure you are too right now but at what cost right? yeah less amazing than you probably but uh, so, yeah, there's a lot to get to, as, as you alluded to right there. Both our teams did start out winners, which is always nice. Uh, some of us had more pretty wins than others. Uh, the Steelers probably gave me a heart attack and played the craziest game I've ever seen. But um, it was a wild, fun week. We have some takes that are already looking good, some that are already looking bad. Our picks did okay. I, I forgot all three of your picks. I was 2-1 and one on my picks as uh I was wrong on the, the Bears-Niners uh, game, uh, but I was right on Miami, and I was right on Houston covering the spread with a tie. Uh, I know you okay. had the Vikings. Remind me, what were your other picks? I know you were right on the Vikings. Did you have Car- you had Carolina? I had the Vikings because I did believe in them. Um, what were you going to say? I think you had, did, didn't you have Carolina? Was that one of yours? Yeah, I did back up so that was, um, Yeah, that was a whiff. Baker let us down. Well, it depends. I don't know when our spread, what spread we had when we recorded. <laughs> I do know the spread dropped. So I think like game day total was like a point and a half. So yeah, I think I, I think the Browns won by two. But I, yeah, I think Carolina might have been favored when we did. I can't remember. It was yeah, it was no, essentially a pick 'em though. It was close. On my part, they were favored. But um, <laughs> I don't remember what my last one was. Like I said. Sadly, today, folks, uh, Jalen's not even in the building. He's in his car. <laughs> That's so, all right. We'll uh, make it work. Yeah, we're making this work, but I do not, I do not know uh, what's on the top of my head. I feel like it should be the Chiefs or Cardinals. One of those two teams, I feel like I may be part of. No, was it Flacco that I touched, maybe? Oh. I don't know. Uh, we'll it, go back. I don't know. That third game is going gonna, gonna to come back to me, but yeah. Wow. Just <laughs> I'm glad the Vikings won panned out because remember – that was a very concerned take. It wasn't solid. It was a concerned take. Now the Vikings looked. The Vikings looked excellent. Um. Well, I guess we could do this a couple ways. We could kind of just run through the game. So uh, I think uh, I just want to go as far as the Sunday window. The Thursday game, the Bills smacked the Rams. That was also surprising. Um, not that the Bills won, but the how they won. I did not expect them to just blow out the the champs like that. So I guess I'm going to just go down, go through the games. And, uh, I mean, when I look at it, it was a lot of crazy close games. I almost feel like we should start with, you know, our biggest dis- our biggest disagreement. Uh, so one week in, you are winning the 49ers argument by a pretty wide margin. Uh, Trey Lance did not look good. They lost. He looked 
one might even say really bad. Uh, they lose to the it's Bears in a monsoon in Chicago, yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's start with that. The Bears stunned the Niners. Um, Justin Fields looked good in the second half after really bad in the first half. He really was impressive considering he just still has nothing around him. I mean, you said he's going to be carrying them to wins. That's one that he carried them to. Um, So definitely very impressive for Justin Fields. I I, I said, I like Justin Fields. I've, we've talked about it as on a neutral, neutral situations. He was my second favorite quarterback out of all the guys last year, but just because he's on the bears, I didn't have too high hopes for him this year. But he's not the problem. He, I think he's going to be the guy. Um, he's got some, does some special things. But yeah, man, Trey Lance did not look very good. It was rough. He completed less than fifty percent of his passes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, obviously, I feel like everyone in the media said this the last couple of days. You know, to give him a break about the weather, and everyone has their own take on that. I'm going to try and expand a little bit off of the weather situation. You know, the 49ers didn't have a few of their weapons. They did lose Elijah Mitchell again. But at the same time, like you said, the Bears are just so depleted, man. And this 49ers roster, it has the pieces to win now. So Trey Lance, you know, it's reasonable to have those concerns right off the rip with him right now. Because that team, it, it was predicted, like you like you predicted at least, to be a, you know, to be a win. So it's... Uh, Definitely level of concern for Trey Lance going up. Colby, what's your uh, week countdown? How many weeks does he have left? Uh, I mean, I still think a couple. It was in the rain, like you said. I, I give him. I mean, unless I don't think they're gonna pull him for Jimmy G, unless he just like bottoms out and they're like horrible. Um, I still say you have to give him at least like five more starts minimum. I think. And if it's, five more, so six starters? Yeah, and if, if it's an absolute disaster, if you're like 0-6, oh then yeah, maybe at that point. Like, if he's not getting better, then maybe you think yeah. about going to Jimmy G. But I, I just don't think you can do that yet. I mean, I would still roll with, with Trey Lance for several more games. He just hasn't played that much, that much football, and that was a tough situation. But yeah, they should have won that game, so... Round one of the uh, 49ers argument definitely goes to you. I'll give you that one. <laughs> well, it's going to be. I, I, hopefully it stays that way, man. Sorry. <laughs> but I don't think Trey Lance. I don't know, man. It, like you said, it was, a mon- it was a monsoon. Sample size is small. But right now, rooting on another person's demise feels terrible. But at the same time, <laughs> it feels good to be right. Yeah. Least. Hey, you got you to gotta do what you got to do, right? So... So that was a that was a crazy one in in the monsoon. Um, had some other really wild games. Um, I this was supposed I, to be the oh, one. Whoops. I used to believe in the one. Let me pause that. I, I'll say, I mean, you know what? Yeah, let let's let's go let's go into our teams next. I guess we might as well might as well get get that over with. Um, both won. The Steelers, as we mentioned, had one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. The defense came out, was playing amazing. I think they sacked Burrow like six or seven times. They forced five turnovers. Joe Burrow threw four interceptions. Um, and they almost became the first team since 2012 to lose a game in which they had a plus five turnover margin. So the defense balled out. No complaints there. TJ Watt got injured. It was looking like it might be done for the year, which was just devastating. Now they're saying like six weeks, which is still bad, but... All right, like it's something. 
Um, you know, Cincinnati, I was happy with it. Tomlin. Tomlin was excellent with this defense. They came out through a lot of looks at Burrow. Their new line wasn't ready for it. The defense was amazing. No complaints there. Uh, the offense is a big concern. I, I don't need to. I don't want to see Mitch Trubisky for this whole season. They, 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 they're going to need to throw Pickett out there. And it's not his fault. All his fault. Uh, it's the other line is still the biggest issue. They have no running game. They could get no push. It was hard to watch. Uh, they had literally no running game. They can't do anything still, but their short passes because their line is just terrible. Um, they've got to f- do something about that. But Mitch, yeah, like he did enough. He made the throws in overtime to win the game. But there were just a lot of throws in that game, though, that like were there. And he was just putting them behind the receiver, like these tight windows. He just couldn't make the throws. He just wasn't as accurate as, as I wanted him to be, or I thought he could be. He, he came out, he looked pretty good the first couple drives. And then he, he kind of just, he was just missed too many throws for me. I don't know. So like offense is going to be bad anyway. I, I would rather just see Pickett and see what he's got. Well, offensive line, yeah, it's going to be a little rough. I definitely agree. Um, because I was about to say, if you guys were struggling to get any run game going, and, I mean, the Bengals' defensive line or defensive front, I guess you can say, in run game, it's really average, I would say, at least. You know, like, yeah, they got Hendrickson, I guess, is like their main stopper, I guess, for that mm-hmm. whole unit. Because everyone else that's a big name is like a safety or DB. But, I mean, like you said, that's a little concerning, yeah. Um, I'll know what, I know Najee, is he out for, what, a couple weeks because of the boot? No, they think he's going to play next week, but he's kind of got like, I think it's just going to be kind of a lingering thing, which concerns me a little bit. But, I mean, there's only so much he can do when no one blocks. (laughs) I was about to say, at the rate that your offensive line is playing, you might as well probably put him out. I mean, not like keep them out for the next week's game against the Patriots, you know. I mean, you don't want to have any injuries coming in and play an effect against Bill Belichick, who is already right now having a big hot seat. We will probably talk about for a quick second later. But, uh, yeah, back to your guys and the Bengals. Big surprise for Joe Burrow. Um, kind of brought, brings back the argument that we were talking about preseason, you know. How important preseason those preseason snaps were, huh, Colby? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does look uh, like it matters. A segment about who do we not want to see on the field. Uh, maybe we need, maybe it should have been who do we want to see on the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that. there's definitely argument. You can definitely tell, like, a lot of these teams did come out rusty. So, uh, I think Joe Burrow was one of those guys that just came out rusty. Um, no concern out of the Bengals, personally, still. Um, very concerned. Only concern, actually, is... They wasted all that money on the offensive line. I think that was a huge whiff on their part. But then again, the Steelers' defense is just that, just good. I mean, like, that could be the other take that we get from this. It's like, you know, I've been telling you all offseason, you've had your questions and concerns about the Steelers, but I have told you, your defense is going to be there. Your defense will be there. No, yeah. Yeah, I understand the the upsetness about uh, T.J. Watt getting hurt, but – I mean, your team still held the defense held their ground in overtime without them. So I mean, I'm no, pretty, they did. I feel good about the Steelers' defense and our take on, or at least I feel good on the take that Mike Tomlin will keep that streak going, and that's that's something that I I, I hope I hope uh, stays true. Yeah, I I do think he'll keep the streak going. I agree with you. I 
have no worries about the defense. It does look really good. And the thing that I liked most about the defense, the only really question I had with the defense was the corners, which I feel like is the weak spot. But they played really well. Akila Witherspoon played a nice game. Uh, Levi Wallace played pretty well. So I was and Sutton, Sutton, Cam Sutton played good. So I was I was happy with the corners how they did. No complaints about the defense. Line is the major concern, but you know we knew that already. On the Bengals, real quick, I do agree with you. I I think it was kind of just like it's a tough division game week one, and I think they they kind of just unraveled. It was kind of bizarre, but I don't think it's a sign of things to come for anything or anything for the Bengals. Um, I'm I'm not really worried about them. I think they'll be fine. As far as the O line, I don't even wouldn't even say that they waste money because I feel like O lines also. Uh, I mean, they just take time to gel. Like the Chiefs O line last year kind of was rocky when they had all those new players, and then now it's just uh, and now they've kind of figured it out. So yeah, I, I'm not too worried about the Bengals, but I mean, a win's a win. We'll take it. Hopefully, TJ well, Watt heals. Hell yeah. Hopefully, TJ. <laughs> For, I, I kind of want to steal the transition from you, Colby. I'm sorry. Go for but it. I really, the Vikings game, folks. Oh, my goodness. It's not <laughs> as much of a heart chaser like the uh, other one was, our Steelers game. But goodness gracious, man. Seeing Aaron Rodgers, Zadarius Smith, I think is the biggest story of that defense right now. Um, he came in, and I think he's going to be bringing in a lot of new energy for this Vikings defense. Um, to see him just pressure Aaron Rodgers and then hear his interview prior to the game saying <laughs> how uh, he chose the Vikings to play the Packers two times in a row. I'm sitting there like, okay, I hope you show up on Sunday. And he fucking did. <laughs> oh, I, like, I think the defense came. Hey, you're kind of cutting out. Can you say that last part so, again? <laughs> Oh, we were. In, I was gonna say our defense was bottom of the league. But the defensive coach, um, it wasn't that nothing really good to look forward to for the defense, you know. But going on to the other side of the ball with uh, the offense and that guy named Kirk Cousins. Oh my God! <laughs> How long have I been telling you that Kirk Cousins is elite and a top ten quarterback? Too long. How long? <laughs> And I'm glad we finally got a coach to breathe that, breathe that energy as a team. I mean, I think, That's yeah. <laughs> I think you're overreacting a little bit on Kirk Cousins, but everything else, I mean, yeah, I do agree that the Vikings looked awesome. I think they're going to be really good this year. Um, they're, they're, they have a, as good a roster, really, as anyone in the NFC, at least offensively. And the defense, like you said, did look improved. Zadarius Smith is a big addition. The secondary is still young, has some question marks, but it played really well. Um, yeah, y'all, I mean, y'all's offense, the weapons are as good as anybody's. Uh, Justin Jefferson is an absolute monster. He's he's top five receiver in the league at this point. He'll probably be, by the end of the year, in the conversation for the best receiver in the league. He's crazy. Um, Kark looked really good in the system. I told you when we did our first episode with the coaching hires, I told you I really liked the O'Connell hire, and it was off to a great start. So, yeah, I'll celebrate. You deserve to celebrate. The Vikings look really good, and I think... And also, the NFC looks really wide open uh, because yeah. the Rams don't look... I mean, it's week one, obviously, but the Rams looked rough. Tampa won, but they didn't look amazing. Um, 
No, no one in the NFC really looked amazing. So I'm feeling great if I was you. That that's a this is a good times for the Vikings to start the year. Yeah, man. I'm seeing all the, the memes. There's this one meme going around, and it's just like a Minnesota mom, and just with the hugest, thickest Minnesota accent, just going, "Vikings are back!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh God!" Like Texas, like they're almost like the Texas is back, chant. And I was like, "Oh God!" And I just, I was like. I really want to say it too. Like literally, like I was, I was sitting there on my chair, just thinking, like, man, I want to say it with them. Like I really want to say it. Like I want to post this. Like I really want to. I'm holding in all the jinxing right now. Because guess what? Our next, I know we're going to talk about our games in our next episode. Vikings got a prime time game, and as many of you may not or may not know, Vikings in prime time do not go hand in hand when you have Kirk Cousins as the QB. <laughs> So, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's what's going on. Sorry, I had to honk my horn. Some dumbass just <laughs> people will be fucking swinging their cars on these backcountry roads. Man. Hey, you're okay. No, no worries. That's some authenticity. Uh, some live uh, reaction. All right. Well, um, so there, there's both of our teams. So now I kind of want to go through just some of our. Real quick, I'll spit through some of our takes that are, just as I scroll through these games, takes we had that are look look good, takes we had that look not so good. So so first, uh, the Patriots are bad. They're, they're going to be bad. Their offense looks terrible. Miami outclassed them. Um, I think we both predicted that. Uh, neither of us really surprised. Um, Steelers, Patriots play at Pittsburgh next week. Going to probably be a scrappy, gross defensive game, but I feel optimistic. I feel confident. Uh, the Patriots looked rough. It's almost like hiring a defensive coach to be your offensive coordinator is a bad idea. So we're looking good on that one. Everyone kind of has that take, though. Our, our one take, I got to say, out of all our, our spicy takes, the one that looks the best so far, Davis Mills, man. He keeps yeah. continues to impress. He tied the Colts, which if you look at the Colts roster and the Texans roster, the Texans should have won. They're up 20-3 to and absolutely collapsed in the fourth quarter so obviously he's got some work to do still but he put up the best stat line out of all the year two qbs uh even though he didn't even though fields won and he didn't hit better numbers so davis mills man like i think the texans wow. have their guy i think he's yeah, the guy say, <laughs> um that's a uh, see when it comes to the texans though are they really gonna probably keep them is the thing that i'm worried about is i don't think the texans keep them sadly but he is dogging out, like you said. Like, uh, the dude's balling. Like, he, I mean, no one, we, uh, six and a half, I think, was their spread? Six and a half? It was like, like seven and a half. Four. Yeah, I it was, was over a touchdown. Four. Like, so they were already just pretty much considered out of the game, I guess. You know, and they come back and tie it. I mean, like you said, yeah, got to work on some things to close a football game out. <laughs> it's not just entirely his, so some of the defenses of things. But, I mean, like, you can't, I mean, you can't bash the guy down too hard like we can do about Trevor Lawrence, you know? I mean, Trevor Lawrence came out and he didn't do too good against Carson Wentz and, and the Washington Commanders. So, he did our- I feel like this was, I felt like this was more, like you said, I felt like this was a great performance by Davis Mills again. Another one that you just got to chalk up and be like, hey, this dude's still balling out. Where, where's his life, you know? Yeah, it's just, I mean, I get why he doesn't get the love because he's on the Texans, and they're still going to be really bad this year, and 
I think they'll be better than they were last year. But even like Lovey Smith, as much as we both thought that was kind of a dumb and weird hire, like for three quarters, their defense sh shut the Colts down. And then they, they collapsed in the fourth, but then they shut them down in overtime for the tie. So, you know, Texans, and I do also think the Texans had a pretty good draft. So, you know, it's it's not all not all doom and gloom in Houston. Uh, all right. Uh, other, go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. But, no, go ahead. Uh, speaking of just drafts, talking about the craziest play I've seen, probably one of the crazy plays of week one, did come out of the number one overall pick. And Tavon Walker. Yeah, he looked pretty good. <laughs> that was insane of an interception grab or whatever. I think that's what it was. It was like a pick that he got or something like that. It was crazy. He was making some crazy plays. Um, very much took that reason why he was number one. And I understand why now. Yeah, and, no. <laughs> uh, and I'm silently humble. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I had my questions about Tra Tavon Walker. I thought it was... Or, or Trayvon Walker. I thought he was kind of... That was a dumb choice. I thought they should have picked Hutch. Hutchison. Not that Hutchison was bad or is going to be bad. I still think they'll both be good. But yeah, Trayvon, Trayvon Walker looked better than I thought he would. He made a big impact right away. So um, I guess let's just kind of get into that game a little bit. That one was also pretty wild because the Commanders kind of smoked him in the first half. Then Jacksonville took the lead. And then the Commanders kind of came back at the end in the fourth. Um, Trevor Lawrence... You know, he still had some missed throws. He didn't look amazing, but he, he, he still he looked better than he did most of the year last year. He still played overall pretty well, I thought. Um, not amazing. Average. Only the one pick, one touchdown. Not great, but not terrible. It's progress. Jacksonville looked like a much far more competent team still than they did at all last year. So I'm still pretty confident the Jags will be, I mean, not good, but like... I still think they'll take a big step forward, and Trevor Lawrence will improve over the course of the year. It wasn't a slam dunk out of the gate, but he he looked uh, he looked okay. Um, is this officially where we uh, can go ahead and put that? I know it's pretty early, but do we officially put that year one being a year away title for the Jags for making the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're quite ready. Um, I thought that was a long shot anyway. But I think they'll be kind of in the mix in the AFC South. The AFC South, man, is going to be gross because the Colts did not impress and the Titans, we'll talk about them, but they have clearly regressed badly. Um, so that division is, got, is just wide open, man. Um, yeah. Um, the other note on the uh, – I want to say real quick, I think we might be – this is maybe an over, probably an overreaction, but that's why I bumped the Commanders up one win when we did our revisions. I think they're they're going to be hovering around 500 in the hunt kind of mix. Um, that was the most Carson Wentz performance of all time. He had 300 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. He came out balling in the first half. They were rolling. Then he basically single-handedly got the Jags back in the game with a couple really dumb Carson Wentz turnovers. And then at the end, he won it with some great Carson Wentz throws. So it was the full package of Wentz in week one. The full yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the only other thing I'll say on Washington, and I don't know if you have anything you want to add on them, their, their weapons are pretty nice. They have Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel played well, and Jahan Dotson, the kid they drafted in the first round, looked really good. So the weapons are yeah. there. Weapons are there. 
new Magic Defenders right now. That is something that I wonder how Wentz is going to handle. Because they got some studs. If Ryan Robinson comes back from that gunshot injury, their, like, their run game's already... You kind of cut out there, but yeah, their run game is uh, run game is really good, or it's improving. I don't know if I'd say really good, but so that yeah, Commanders are definitely interesting. Um, Logan Thomas is still there, right? Yeah, solid tight end. Yeah, um, that's a very solid tight end. I'm sorry to pause you again, but I just pulled up. If you want to pause the recording real quick, and uh... all right, Jalen. So back into it now. A little bit more of our. Uh, Week one reactions, just kind of going through the chaos that happened. Um, so yeah, we talked about some things we were right on, wrong on. Um, unfortunately, something we were wrong on, not by much, but we both believed in the Bake Demption. Uh, did not pull through against his old team. The Browns beat the Panthers on a 58-yard field goal at the buzzer by a rookie kicker. Not great. Not great. Not great for the Panthers. That uh, their outlook and our thoughts of them being a dark horse in the mixed playoff team that they lost to the Jacoby Brissett Browns. <laughs> yeah, not a great start. Not a great start for uh, for our good old friends. Oh, I found my... Yeah, Baker and the Browns were one of my teams. The Baker, man, I really did have him as one of my guys as a lock, and that was definitely not it. That's what my <laughs> other lock was, Colby. What was it? Seahawks cover... Broncos. Oh, you called that one. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. You had 49ers, Bears, Dolphins over the Pats, and Texans covered the Colts. And then I had Seahawks cover the Broncos, Baker demolished the, the Browns. That did not happen. <laughs> and Vikings covered the Backers. So I, both... had a lock driven. I even drew a lock symbol over the Baker one. I was more Oof. confident in that one than all of them. Than the other two. Yeah, my so. my 49ers one was my lock, so don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so both our good guarantees were not it, but everything else. Yeah, two and one. Not good at guaranteed. Yeah, not good at guaranteed locks, but two and one, pretty good. Good start, good start. But um, yeah, back to Baker and the Browns. Against the Browns, I should say, not and the Browns. Baker against the Browns. It's going to take some getting used to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Baker. Man, just, uh, I mean, McCaffrey played good. <laughs> I mean, it got to get, it all started to come together in the end. But, uh, yeah, not a good start, but hopefully they can push forward. I really think they can keep, I really think they can still do some damage in the league. But, uh, I'm definitely going to take a step back personally, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still think they'll improve. Baker, you know, he's just so all over the place. Uh, he was terrible, terrible in the first half. Then he kind of got his act together, almost let it come back, and then they kind of fell apart on defense and the field goal hurt him. Yeah, I'm not feeling great about the Panthers, um, but, you know, it's one game. The Browns, I mean, they still have a really good roster that they can still win games with Jacoby Brissett against mediocre to bad teams. Um, we'll see how they're looking when Watson gets back. Don't have too much to say about the Browns other than, oh, First time they've won in week one since 2004, since the uh, bu- the first term of the Bush administration was the last time the Browns won in week one. So congrats yeah, to them on that. All the throw- of course they get their win against Baker, right? Yeah. That's what- <laughs> Man, it's oh, also another Browns news. They're bringing back the elf, Brownie. 
well. Yeah, I saw that. Their midfield logo. I think that's a good step forward. I don't hate it. Some people were roasting it. I don't think it's terrible. I like it. I think it's a cool throwback. So. Yeah, I respect Just that. Saying. All right, next game, Cole. What we got? Let's keep rolling. All right, yeah, we're rolling through. So we gotten through most of the juicy ones. So we just talked about something we were we were wrong on the Panthers. Um, all right, well, let's get to another team that you know I would say I would count if, count us as kind of being right about both these teams through one game. Uh, Eagles thirty eight, Lions thirty five. Uh, the Eagles were definitely the better team. Crazy shootout, and then Lions kind of made a rally in the fourth. Um, so, yeah, the Eagles offense, uh, and I know the Lions defense is bad, but still, Eagles offense as advertised. Jalen Hurts wasn't amazing throwing the ball, but he was solid. He had like 90 rushing yards. A.J. Brown had 10 catches, 155 yards. Uh, the Eagles running game is just ridiculous, man. They have the best rushing offense in the league, I would say. Yeah, that's what they're trying to come out to, like, turn out their identity to be right now. Um it's classic football. I love it. That's how, I mean, a lot of my friends will say it right now. It's how I play in that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's the terrible thing is, as I aforementioned, we're playing the Eagles. That's going to be a time. great. I actually hate the Eagles it's, with all my might because of our history. It's Monday so, Night Football, right? Yeah. That's a great time, Monday night. night. ABC, not ESPN. Really? ABC. Yeah, it's the one ABC game since they're doing the doubleheader primetime ESPN oh that's two. right that, I forgot they're doing yeah. that week too what's the other Monday night game then um that's a question I feel like it was the Bills or something like that let's see slight delay in this but no worries it's yeah Bills Titans gotcha that's that's not a bad one um so yeah, I'll say the 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 Eagles Vikings. That's gonna be a fun one. But yeah, the Eagles, their offense looked as advertised. I think they're gonna run away with their division, um, especially with Dak being hurt now. Um, so yeah, I feel feel pretty good about the Eagles st- still being one of the top teams in the NFC. Don't know how how far they're built to go in the playoffs, but uh, definitely like what I saw from them. Yeah, same here. Jalen Hurts, thank you. Um, it's, uh, I wish you would have thrown the ball a little more in the fourth quarter, maybe. Maybe do a little more. Maybe if they didn't let the Lions come back, it would have gotten me more fantasy points. It's the only thing I have to say. <laughs> but uh, honestly, they just looked up to their identity. They're definitely going to be a concern and a threat in the NFC. Like we mentioned, it's wide open. And now they're looking like one of those teams that are already posing a big threat to that. So, yeah. And as for the Lions... You know, sticking to their roots, you know, fighting hard to the very moment. Um, so that's the, you know, still always comes out to be a loss. But it's going to be interesting because they're definitely better than they were last year. But they still, you know, fight and clawing <laughs> to every last moment. Yeah. You know, their, uh, their offense is really, looks really good. I do think Jared Goff kind of is going to hold them back. And I do think they're eventually, probably this draft, maybe one more. We'll have to draft a quarterback with more upside. But, yeah, no, their offense is legit. DeAndre Swift is a beast. The O-line's great. They got weapons. Um, and, you know, the, yeah, they're improving. They're continuing to trend in the right direction. I feel confident that they're going to scrap uh, six, seven wins or so this year. But, um, but yeah, they still got a little ways to go. But their defense, major question mark still. 
But yeah, I mean, I think I still feel pretty good about both these teams as far as what we said about them. That was a fun one. Um, okay. Other games. All right, well, another take that I would say would probably qualify as us being, well, we were both low on the Titans, but maybe we were a little bit low on the New York Giants, man. They stunned the Titans. Dayball with the rally. Daniel Jones played bad early, but then was pretty good late. He, he had one of his better games. Uh, Saquon, astonishingly, looked back. He balled out. The Giants looked buttoned up. They looked good. Um, surprising, stunning comeback win over the Titans. Did not see that one coming. Yeah, I was about to say, shout out to Dayball um, with a tremendous call. That shook up everything. I mean, like, I know when I saw that replay of what happened, because I obviously wasn't watching that game. That was at 4 o'clock. <laughs> right. That, game, that time was reserved for Kirk Cousins. But, um, you know, I was about to say, Dayball, though, putting them on the map, you know, like, hey, I mean, you got to respect it. That's all I can really say, honestly. It's like I, I have, I'm trying to find right now our coaching rankings. Where did we have them? <laughs> I know you had them higher than I did. I did like the Dayball higher. Yeah, so I, that's why I'm trying to find them real fast. No luck so far. But uh, yeah, man, I was about to say I just have to put some respect on that name. That's all you have to <laughs> say when it comes to Dayball. And uh, really made the bigger ball move, the more manly move, I guess you could say, on all what's it called. Who's the coach of that game? Short circuiting on a coach. Mike Vrabel. Right, right, yeah. I was about to say, imagine that, right? Making the bigger, bigger decision like that on him. So you know that was a great start for the Brian. Did that was game. the Giants yeah, looked. That, shout out to all the new coaches. Yeah. No, they mostly did well. A variety. Oh, except for last night. Oh, yeah. Other than last night. night, they all did. I mean, at least serviceably well. None of them looked like glaringly awful until Hackett last night. Um, I think. Let me let me make sure I'm not forgetting anyone. Yeah, none of them looked glaringly awful. But yeah, the Giants, man, I'll say that's better than they've probably looked the entire time Joe Judge was the coach. So it's progress for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is progress. And you know, Daniel Jones still did his Daniel Jones thing, so... We'll see how it all turns out. Yeah, so the Giants, maybe they'll be interest, more interesting than we thought, than we gave them credit for. Okay, finishing up, we don't have too much else here. Several other games. As far as, I think the only 1 o'clock one we haven't hit on, oh, there's two. Um, one was Jets-Ravens, which I don't really feel like we even need to talk about that much because Flacco. Flacco threw 59 Passing times. Cards. It went about as well as you would expect. Um See, yeah. came out leading the one o'clock games and passing yards. You gotta give him some respect. He, he threw a lot of passes. I'll say that. <laughs> he um, tried against those Ravens. He man. certainly did try to get the revenge game. Couldn't quite pull it off. Um, Not at all. So, so one that was pretty crazy here: the Saints and the Falcons. The Falcons were dominating most of the game, and then the Saints just went off in the fourth and came back and won at the very end. Jameis Winston, the comeback kid. All the Jameis haters were looking pretty for three quarters, and then he pulled out some of that famous Jameis magic. Um, that was a fun one for, for the Saints. And the Falcons, you know, I think they'll be scrappy. They'll be competitive. They definitely have some pieces that I like, um, although I don't know how good they'll be. But 
probably pretty bad still, but they definitely have interesting pieces. Jameis, what a comeback win for him. The Saints got some weapons, man. They're they're gonna be they're another team I'm really interested to see how they do the rest of the way. Yeah, um, this, I, I'm hyped for Jameis. I mean, obviously, it sucks that he's on the Saints. But <laughs> it's a good thing. I mean, you got Slant Boy, the return. Um, he's the return of Slant Boy. The season. Um, you're going to have, uh, man, like that Saints defense is still going to be solid, it looked like. I mean, it is the Falcons, but it's a rival game, so give them a break. Week one rivalry, always going to be interesting. Right. Um, <laughs> But, uh, man, uh, it's pretty, it's, it was definitely a head turning for me because I was sitting there, root, I was not, I'm not going to lie, I was rooting for the Falcons because, you know, Falcons, but I always love a good Jameis Winston moment. And like you said, <laughs> he provided good moments in that game. Um, but it was a classic, though. It felt like a classic as well because we did get to see what it, they were selling back in the what twenty sixteen draft twenty fifteen. <laughs> That's right. Drafted. Yeah, Jameis and Mariota, the legends that never were. <laughs> yeah, those two like those. That's literally what that game was. The legends that never were. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they put up a good game. You know, ended on a blocked field goal. What could have been? So, um, I'm yet. still, I still, I'm hyped for what the Falcons can be in the future. Obviously, this isn't they're going to be their year, but. Um, I'm pretty highly anticipated on them, just like I am for the Giants. No, yeah, I think they have some really interesting pieces. I, I would love to see Desmond Ritter out there, no offense to Mariota, just because I want to see what he is. He might completely suck, but I believed in him. I know you did too, so I would like to see. I think Desmond Ritter will get a decent amount of starts this year once they kind of yeah. are like, look, we're going to suck anyways. Um, so, all right. So that's a wrap on the 1 o'clock games. And then into the afternoon, we already talked about the Vikings and the Giants, those games. The Chiefs, yeah, it turns out they're still the Chiefs. They absolutely demoralized and demolished the cards. Patrick Mahomes uh, doesn't need Tyreek Hill. He's got a bunch of other guys, and he's still Patrick Mahomes. He's still got Andy Reid. Um, the Chiefs are still going to be one of the top dogs in the AFC. Was I was not surprised. I figured they would win that game. Didn't know it would necessarily get that ugly, but very impressive uh, performance by the Chiefs. Wow. Like, uh, basically, when I saw the highlights of that game, and I, I was reading the Twitter comments, and they were like, yeah, he could definitely go for seven touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes. I didn't <laughs> believe him until I saw it myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he, they literally probably told him to stop. <laughs> like, they, like, there was probably some mercy being showed on that by Patrick. Um, <laughs> That that's insane, man. I mean, the way they just spread the ball out, Travis Kelsey, the ball and out like he always does. Um, that team's gonna be running, like you said, like clockwork, just beautifully. Um, they're a machine. It's gonna be interesting how they face up against our other four o'clock team that we're about to talk about this upcoming Thursday. Ooh, so great Thursday yeah, nighter. It's a great Thursday night primetime debut game. So. Amazon primetime debut game. There, I keep forgetting to say Amazon. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the first, the Herb Street, um, the Herb Street connection. That that should be a uh, Herb Street and Al Michaels. That should be a fun one. Uh, real quick on the Cardinals. You know, I'm a bigger believer in them. I know you're not a believer in them, but man, that was a rough start. They did not look good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> NFC West had a rough start except for the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, it did. <laughs> Which, if that says anything about NFC West, means I think 
those worlds will reverse. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to last. I'm down to put money on that. <laughs> that would reverse and everything. At the end of the season, it'll probably be completely different, the opposite trend for both all three, all four teams. So, um, but for the cards, <laughs> you got to be concerned, right? You have to be. A little I mean, bit. Not, it was a little concerning. A little concerning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I was about to say, we just got to see what happens with how Kingsbury and them are going to respond. Who do they got next week? We'll find out. I still have the schedule up. <laughs> I can pull it up. Take me two seconds here. Let me see. They got next week at the Raiders. Ooh, both coming off a loss. That's an interesting one on CBS. Yeah, let's talk about the Raiders. I was going to say, that's too. a good segue into Raiders-Chargers. So the Chargers should have won by more, probably, because Derek Carr threw three picks, Chargers 24-19, and Herbert... Easily outplayed Derek Carr. Looks like a far better quarterback. No disrespect to Derek Carr. The Raiders, man, like I said, it could have been worse. Devontae Adams is going to be really good, and I do think the Raiders will be a solid competitive team. They'll get it figured out on offense. But uh, my biggest concern about the Raiders when we've talked about all these teams in the AFC uh, was that I just think their O-line is really bad, and it looks pretty bad. So that that's definitely concerning. I just think in the gauntlet that is the AFC West, uh, that's going to be an issue. But I think the Raiders will stay in the mix. Chargers, you know, they look really good. But at the same time, you know, they feel like they could have won by more. They didn't score in the fourth. The Chargers, as good as they are, they're always going to have some weird. And I think when I'm picking them, talking about them as a Super Bowl contender because of Herbert and their amazing roster that's as good as any in the league. There's just always going to have some weird chargersness around them where they could always just lose and blow any game at any moment. Um, the classic curse. Yeah, so that definitely holds them back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess my opinion on this game, I should give that Raiders offensive line one week of a break. This was Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa we're talking here. That's true. <laughs> Shouldn't be uh, – when we're talking – I mean, we just mentioned the Cardinals – I'm pretty sure they're not going to pose as much of a threat compared to those two guys no, defensively on that pressure. So we'll probably be seeing a lot more explosive plays going on in that Cardinals-Raiders game. Um, I can definitely tell that's going to be cooking if uh, Rondale Moore comes back for the cards. But back to the Raiders. Um, I mean, Derek Carr just really reestablished that connection with Devontae Adams, didn't he? <laughs> he really wanted to put it out there that he's with them. I think it was like what seventeen targets or something like that. Like, yeah, he was just he, he was just like every crucial moment throwing to him. But guess what? They get that same ish back in Green Bay, so I am so happy <laughs> that is no longer being brought to me on my screen. So, and green and yellow at least. So I mean, good night. <laughs> but. Oof, the Chargers, man. I love me some Herbo. Um, he looked great. I just literally just... He did look great. Like doing a, like a unique hybrid of both Mahomes and Josh Allen, like where he's doing like this... I don't know, like his arm was just slinging it, dude. It was just awesome to watch. Um, even with Keenan Allen hurt, this man will probably just keep finding, you know, more people to throw to. So, and that's the thing that I was first concerned with. I was like, ah... He lost Keenan Allen. That's like his number one guy. Next thing you know, nah, he's throwing it to like Gerald Everett. You know, <laughs> like he's literally like just making targets, and that's what makes a good quarterback is that he's making 
you know, names where you write, like, you know how usually we get that random, like, Will Drisley used to be, like, a household name because of Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's that type of thing. So that's a good sign coming out of San, San Diego. The Chargers. I'm just going to say the Chargers. Hate to call them L.A., man. Hate, LA <laughs> hate just saying L.A. But also, speaking of that wretched name, five weeks, Colby. Five weeks till the NBA. Ooh. That's, that's just more than I can even handle. I'm also very excited for the NBA this year. We've got a lot we're going to get into with that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, the Chargers – I think the Chargers, they got to be in the playoffs this year. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Raiders, I have my concerns, but I'm not I'm not crazy. that I wasn't shocked to see that game go that way. And I guess we'll finish out here, if you've got some time, with, the, uh, with these uh, crazy, one gross, one crazy, but also gross night games. Um, so, man, let's start with the doom and gloom that is the Dallas Cowboys. Of every team that... Uh, you don't want to say your season's over after week one, but other than, like, maybe the Jets, um, I don't think anyone's season is more over than the Cowboys. They looked horrible, horrible with Dak. They couldn't score or do anything. And then he's out for several weeks with an injured hand now. Um, and everyone else in their terrible Division One. So, yeah, we both That's said Dallas, they lost a lot, and it was not going to be pretty, and it wasn't. Their offense looked horrible. Brady and the Bucks didn't even look that good, but but the Cowboys just looked horrible. They were outmatched, nineteen to three. Only team in the league, only team in the NFL to score, not score a touchdown. Geno yeah, Smith, Jacoby Brissett were out there scoring touchdowns. The Cowboys couldn't get one. <laughs> uh, that's hard. That's a tough pill to swallow for the Cowboys. Um, it was a hard night to be a Cowboy fan, like uh, like Jerry Jones said. Uh, I think he knew that that team was not coming out strong. And then when that goes down on top of it, definitely just ruins the entire mood of everything, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, and the fact that the Bucks were just kicking your defense, Micah Parsons was balling out, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they were getting, because the Bucks were getting field goal after field goal after field goal. So you're like, okay, maybe Dak and them will just throw that miracle touchdown and get it in. No, didn't happen. We've got that one field goal, and that was it. And it's uh, it's it's honestly hard to like comprehend that so fast that the season can just unravel like that for them, you know. Um, obviously, some media probably obviously you know they said what six to eight weeks, but everyone's trying to say, oh, it's only going to be a month. Um, shoot, let's see what this team's going to even be like in a month. I mean, honestly. This team's doo doo in the month. Do you really even brush them back out there? Like at this rate, like <laughs> it's a good point. Like, I mean, and I, I mean, some fans are already starting to say, you know what? Maybe we should turn the page and start putting some uh, quarterback pressure, or some legit quarterback pressure on them, not some Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci. Maybe <laughs> a, a legitimate draft, you know, competition. So. I don't think I don't so. Know, Just because I don't know if they're. I know they're not. Uh, let's say I know they're probably not going to do that. Because, you know, they're pretty loyal. They're a very loyal team, and I like that. That's the one thing I do respect about the Cowboys. They are very, very loyal to their players. But, uh, you know, just uh, definitely already throwing, like, you know, hands in the air. Like, man, what the hell? You know, like, what in the world? What are you going to do? Like, what can you do? And it's uh, 
well, you gotta look to the big big man in the big man in the hat, which is in this <laughs> case Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike McCarthy's gonna be pretty much toast after this year. It doesn't look oh, like he's, he's... The spot. <laughs> yeah. So you know, maybe the Cowboys need just like a bottom out year, get some high draft picks, get a new coach, and then we'll see what happens next year. But um, the next best running back, and then that, that's what I was saying. I can already see them getting like a top ten pick, a fresh running back, a just, fresh running back, and then just starting all. We we'll need to get some reload <laughs> on offensive linemen. Oh yeah, they, oh yeah, they, they're actually really good at drafting offensive linemen. So yeah, that could also be the thing. That's the one thing they are good at too. Yeah. So on on the flip side of that, the Bucks, you know, Brady. Did not look amazing, but you know all their noise and injuries this offseason considered, I thought it was fine. I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll they'll be one of the top dogs in the NFC. I do just still have concerns about the O line in the middle that I think could hold them back. Um, but you know, Bucks. It wasn't as pretty. Didn't look flawless, but I think they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, um, they're on. I agree. Obviously, they're going to win a lot of games with Brady under the helm. Very thin. That's probably going to be the main theme around them, I think it is, is that if someone goes down, it's almost like a panic mode sets in. Um, but yeah, besides that, I mean, they're they just got to keep, they're just going to, I mean, as long as they got Brady, the ship's going to keep on sailing, you know? Right. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we'll finish with the Monday Nighter. We alluded to it a little bit. Seattle stuns the Seahawks. They spoil Russell Wilson's return. He was getting booed. Team only scored 16 points. The coach made a terrible late-game decision on the field goal. You called this one, Jalen. I mean, what was your reaction to that chaos and the Seahawks? I honestly couldn't believe it. because, I, like, I, like I said on here before, it was that random stat that I saw. And I actually trusted it. I wish I did in Pickums in our Pickums league. I wish I would have trusted it, but uh, I did on here. So I guess that's the main thing that that matters. Um, I trusted them on here, and goddamn, I was so surprised because my reaction when I came up because I have I usually watch the games in a separate location because my commentary is a little extra, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, other commentary usually gets a little feisty when it comes into mine, so it usually gets a little. So I just go upstairs, and especially when the Broncos are playing. I mean, that's the one thing I learned in my family: ah, is right. to keep my uh, keep my words to myself and go go in another room. Because <laughs> so, I like to say things as it is out loud, and they like to roast it. So they were torching up a storm down there. I bet about this game, and I was laughing. I couldn't believe what just happened. Um, yeah, that's hard. I think clock's already ticking. And you hate to say this. I mean, we've seen it before on first-year coaches, but you hate to say it for Hackett, you know. Like, and it's, it's, yeah. it's a prime-time game, so it's like, you know, and it was a big moment. And he just cracked under pressure, you know. It's the first time he cracked under pressure. I think maybe next time they'll do better, but... You hope so. My main takeaway, though, like Gino Smith said, man, that's that was, which is the toughest line probably to come out of week one. They wrote they wrote him off, but he <laughs> didn't write us back. And uh, you know what, Gino Smith? Shout out to you, man. That was <laughs> that was tough. That was yeah, that bad. that, was, that cool. was yeah, that was chaos. I mean, I don't see. 
Like, I don't, they're not going to fire Hackett after one game, obviously. But, yeah, that was about as bad of a start as you can have as your first game as a head coach. Um, my Seahawks is the worst team in the league take. Not looking great through one week, but give it some time. At the end of the day, I still think the Geno Smith, Drew Locke quarterback room is going to catch up to him. Geno was great. Um, I doubt you're going to get – and they still only scored 17 points. That's about as good a game as you're going to get out of Geno. Um, so I'm still – not very uh, – I still don't think Seattle's going to win very many more times after this. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I was about to say, we'll see. Their defense looked good without Jamal Adams. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. They also they probably know Wilson. all Russell Wilson's little secrets <laughs> that he does. I mean, if they can't figure out Trey Lance, I mean, that's just – that's where you have to draw the red flags for Seattle. So, I expect it uh, – you can expect it probably in the future – a Seattle of a 49ers take very shortly in the near future. They play week two. That's going to be an interesting one. Niners are definitely. I love, I love the 49ers. I'll, I love the 49ers bouncing back against Seattle. A little preview for y'all folks. Right love, there. love the 49ers next week. But we'll see. <laughs> if the 49ers lose to the Seahawks and the Bears, then they might be in some trouble. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah, man, that was an exciting week one. Great start to the season. Got a lot to look forward to. We'll talk later in the week about the rest of the sea about the, the games next week and what we're kind of expecting, what we want to see. But, yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. Any any other final takeaways from week one that we didn't hit on or anything you, else you would want to mention? I, mean, I feel like we did a pretty, pretty broad little coverage of everything. Yeah, we powered through that. All right, man, well, week one, always good. Can't wait. We'll talk some week two here in a few days. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. For more content, follow us on Spotify or our Instagram page if we ever decide to update that. So, go ahead and give us a shout. Shout. You get what I'm saying.